back to an invitation to share my lovely, beautiful, amazing, super cool listeners and friends and supporters of an invitation to share. This is our one year episode and I'm just very happy you're here and I want to thank you guys for showing me so much support over the last year because holy shit, it's been crazy. And it's very interesting now that I have a full year of podcasts kind of documenting what I have gone through. And that's really wild to think about. I went back and I listened to the very first episode of the podcast, kind of as a reflection period, wanting to get some inspiration for what the one year episode was going to be about too. And immediately I wanted to judge myself for a variety of reasons. <laughs> I I know I've come a long way of podcasting in the past year. And just the funniest thing to me is it took me a very long time to learn how to even record, edit, and get the podcast out there. And even after I genuinely tried my best, I could not figure out how to, how to get my microphone to work. And I had bought another microphone. I was trying everything and I wanted to do it all on my own. So I wasn't really asking anybody for help. <laughs> but anyway, I I couldn't get the microphone to work for the very first episode. I finally thought I got it turned on and working and it wasn't. So the audio quality of the first episode was not great and I knew that. And so I kept trying to fix the quality and I kept holding back on starting the podcast because I thought it was going to be horrible and everyone was going to hate it. And it's my most listened to episode. And it's also one of the episodes I've had the most feedback from. So I am really glad at the end of the day that I ended up putting the podcast episode out there, even though I wasn't feeling 100% about it. And I feel that way about a lot of episodes. I have some ideas, I brainstorm, and I start recording, and I normally feel pretty good after I'm done recording, and then I'm listening back, and I almost feel disappointed in myself sometimes because I always tell myself I can do better. Whether that's true or not, I know there's always room for improvement, but I'm highly self-critical, as I'm sure a lot of people struggle with. And it was just a very interesting perspective for me to listen to the first episode, something I felt really proud about but scared about putting out there, and then to see how far I've come and how far I've grown. And I don't know, I think that was a really cool milestone. Maybe we can all just take a minute and think about where we were this time last year. I don't know what was going on in your life. I don't know how you were feeling. I don't know what what state of being you were at. But I know for me, when I think about it, I was in a very transitional period when I started the podcast last year and I was about to move. I was trying to find a new job. I don't think, yeah, I hadn't started it yet, um, but I was trying to find a new job and my personal relationships were not thriving and I had either decided to go back into more intensive EMDR therapy 
or I had already started it. So I was in a very transitional period, whereas now I'm really trying to settle and be grounded and not (laughs) transition. I do not feel like this is a year of uplifting or not uplifting. I hope it's a year of uplifting things. I meant to say uprooting. I hope this is not a year of uprooting everything and moving around a bunch, which is really what I have known since maybe I was 18 and I went to college. I was moving dorms every year, apartments, townhomes, then graduating, then moving for an internship, then moving to Texas, then moving two more times after coming back to North Carolina. If you are like me, maybe you're just tired of moving around and you just want to find your own secure space. And that doesn't have to be a physical environment. One of the really cool things I learned in EMDR therapy that I actually got a refresher on this past week is there's opportunity to create a safe space and a calm space in your head that you can return to if you're feeling triggered or deeply upset or confused, lost, alone, etc. And something pretty cool about this calm space that my therapist reminded me is it can be anything you want. And I'm kind of going off into a story right now. I don't really know where I'm going (laughs) with this episode. Um, Besides the fact that I do want to reminisce on the past year and talk about growth. But in your calm space, you can be anything. She gave the example of you can picture yourself being a starfish on the bottom of the ocean. Or you can picture yourself being a cloud. Or you can picture yourself in an environment. And the key to this exercise is that it should either be a made-up place or a place that you have gone alone. Places that I feel calm and happy are like at the beach with Anthony or maybe relaxing on the back porch with my family or I don't know, something like that. But my therapist said if you want a calm space to return to, it could be ideal if there aren't any strings attached to that situation with like pets, friends, family, or anything. So when you go to that environment, no matter where you're at in your life or what's going on, you still have that sense of safety and like calm energy in your life. And I thought that was really unique. And I've been doing some reflection on what does my calm space look like? Where is a safe place in my head that I can go at any time? And I've been thinking a lot about what it means for me to be alone. I know that I love alone time. I love the peace and serenity and quiet that I can tap into in my in myself and maybe not in my thoughts. My thoughts are quite chaotic, but I I know that being alone is recharging for me. And tonight I was thinking about, well, why do I actually like being alone? Does it give me more time to process things? Do I just enjoy the quiet sometimes? And I think it's a variety of things, but I really feel like I haven't had a lot of opportunity to get to know myself. And when I'm alone, it feels like there's infinite choices of things I can think about, activities I can do, ways I can open up to myself, 
And that's kind of where I got a little bit scared, which was confusing because I love opening up and talking about things and sharing, which is quite literally the reason I have a podcast. But for some reason, it started to feel too intimate for me to be alone with my own thoughts and have that like very quiet alone time where I wasn't doing an activity, I wasn't distracting myself with Netflix, I wasn't just running around doing chores and errands. I had the opportunity for a full night alone tonight and I have done every single thing to procrastinate actually spending quality time with myself, which I find very odd (laughs) because I want to have a better understanding of myself and a deeper love for myself and to be more open with myself, yet I avoid that. And I found that to be a very strange realization as someone who calls themselves an open person who loves to share and talk with others, (laughs) but maybe not with myself. And the only way I came to this conclusion was by being alone and asking myself these kind of uncomfortable questions like, why do I like being alone? Or what do I enjoy about being with others? Last year, around this time, I felt like I was doing everything in my personal power to think of every single person and every single situation and every single experience and feeling and opportunity, not maybe not as a way of avoiding connecting with myself, but as a way of trying to prove myself to other people. Like maybe if I can just show people how loved and valued and important they are, I can find that within myself. I I think last year I was really trying to mirror to people what I was looking for in myself. I don't know if I would say I felt like I was taking a risk starting this podcast last April, but maybe it felt more like an emotional chance I was taking because I did not know what would happen if I got so vulnerable with myself and with other people in more of a public way but I just felt like it was what I was supposed to do because when I record these episodes, it's it's just me or someone or Anthony. Like, it's really only ever been the two of us. And when we're recording or when I'm recording, it's so easy to just get lost in conversation and thought without really thinking, oh, wait, people are going to be listening to this. <laughs> But even opening up in that way, knowing other people are going to be listening, feels more stable to me than listening to myself or opening up to myself. I don't know if anybody relates. Maybe it is easier for you to be honest with yourself than it is with others, but I would much rather have to confront somebody else or overcome an obstacle with somebody else or share like my scariest memory with somebody else than just sit in reflection and do that by myself. But it feels more empowering almost to experience that one-on-one with myself. In the first podcast episode, 
And in, in other episodes, I've mentioned how it's been hard for me to make friends, but I also am the person that tends to isolate. I'm sure you guys have all heard of the scenario where you decide to leave somebody or cut off somebody before you get close to them so that way you don't get hurt. It's almost like you don't let relationships or friendships or jobs get to a certain point before you essentially self-sabotage to make sure you don't end up getting hurt in the end. I feel like I've been doing that with myself. (laughs) Like I'll only get so immersed in certain therapeutic processes or thoughts with myself because I would rather have that wall built up than break it down because once like one brick comes out of the wall, what if the entire structure falls down? I don't know. I'm just kind of sharing some of my own fears that I have, but also This path to realization that I've been on has been more eye-opening because I have been open with myself. It's just super intense and beautiful at the same time. I feel like magic happens when we show ourselves to ourselves and to others. I don't know how to keep lying or pretending to myself. And I still have to do that sometimes as a way to create feelings of safety for myself or as a way to just literally get stuff done. I don't know how to be completely authentic and completely myself all the time. So the question is, what can we do moving forward to help further our relationships with ourselves or with others to have deeper conversations that might push us to grow more or to learn more about ourselves and what we want? I feel like my initial thought is alone time or maybe not alone time where you're just sitting in reflecting because that probably won't work for everybody. But like, what if you take yourself out on a date? What if you take yourself out to lunch and you just bring a book and you just have time with yourself or go do an activity that you have always wanted to do alone? That's powerful. That's cool to me. You're making a statement by saying like, I can do this on my own and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I think another good way to exercise getting to know yourself better is whenever you're in those situations where you feel like, oh, I really want to speak up or say something, whether it's in a meeting or a dinner or just a conversation, instead of holding back your thoughts saying, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this or I don't want to step on anybody's toes or oh, I have a really good idea I want to share. I want you to share it and then just like take a breath and wait for a response. (laughs) And maybe there won't be a response. Maybe people will be too stunned to speak because you're that effing amazing and you spoke your mind maybe for the first time or maybe a really cool conversation will open up now that you shared a little bit of what was on your heart. 
I don't know. I feel like there's windows of opportunity almost every day where there's a chance to speak your mind. Or if you're not in a place where you can be having these conversations, why don't you make your own video about something that's been on your mind? That's a really great way to express yourself too. And what does it mean to express yourself? That's completely up to you. That's what's so great about just like self-expression in general. It's whatever feels personal to you or unique to you or interesting to you. Maybe you really want to learn how to play pickleball or maybe you really want to learn how to do some like landscaping work and gardening work or maybe you really want to learn how to build something or learn how to do makeup. You can start by watching tutorials online or checking out a free book at the library or maybe just asking around to see if anybody in your inner circle or community knows about any of these topics. I have really been trying to find some different hobbies that feel right to me and I've kind of determined there might just be seasons of activities that I flow in and out of. This kind of goes back to the gentle discipline we talked about um, a few episodes ago on the podcast. I find that I need um, structure in my life, as most people do. Um, Not everybody, but I feel like I need a certain amount of structure and a certain amount of flexibility to thrive. And what I mean by that is I am someone who loves yoga and it's been a part of my life in some way for many years. And I used to be so hard on myself if I stopped going every week or if I wasn't practicing every day or if I wasn't spending enough time on my mat. And really, just in the past few days, I've had the realization of, well, maybe there's just going to be seasons of life where I practice certain parts of yoga more, and I don't need to be doing it every single day or every single week to like yoga. Maybe I just enjoy it and I don't need to be doing it all the time for it to be a hobby for me. I heavily leaned into my yoga practice in the winter months because I was looking for that stable, grounding, earth-warming, heart-warming experience, and I really needed to be anchored in that because the winter months are emotionally very, very hard for me. But now that it's spring and heading into summer, I feel like I want to be more active or I want to be more creative or experimenting more by trying different things. And I know in my core, I'm not abandoning myself by stopping an activity I know I love to either take a break or try something else. So if you are looking to just move into a different season of your life or a new season of exploring who you are, that doesn't Like, you shouldn't have to feel like you're abandoning yourself or leaving yourself behind. All of those parts of you still exist, and you can have as much distance or close proximity to them as you desire, because it's your life. I also do want to acknowledge it is hard to be alone, and it can be really lonely to to be alone, and... If, you know, trying some new activities by yourself doesn't doesn't feel like something you're up for right now and there is a, a friend or 
a family member or roommate or pet, anybody that you could bring with you to try a new activity, I definitely encourage that. You know, this is the gentle discipline part. Like we want to be kind to ourselves and show ourselves love and compassion in order to challenge ourselves and push ourselves in new directions. Because listen, a lot of the time during the day, we have to do things we don't really want to do. So why in our free time would we want to force ourselves to do something we don't really want to do? You know? So I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Life is really hard and I don't want to be making my own life any harder, but I do want to be challenging myself. I think there is a difference. For some reason, it just feels like I'm doing a total reset, almost like it's New Year's Eve for some reason right now. Even though I'm not a really big New Year's Eve resolution type person, I do like to um, have resolutions throughout the year. But yeah, it just kind of feels like we're, we're hitting a refresh button together right now. And I really love that. And I really want to hang on to that feeling. I really hope for myself and for you in in this next year because apparently April 30th is the new New Year's Eve, (laughs) but really it's just the one year of anniversary of the podcast. (laughs) But I really do hope in this next year that we're able to settle in to just safety within ourselves and feeling comfortable with who we are and living for who you are. I find it hard to say that I'm loving myself right now because I am struggling um, in different parts of my life and heavily struggling with confidence, but I just want to feel alive and I just want to be living my life and I want that for you too. And I just want to remind you that even if you are struggling with self-confidence or acceptance or moving on or you're having just growing pains in whatever aspect of your life. I just want you to know you still deserve good things and to be able to try new things and experience this new season of life because you just deserve to be alive and live life to the fullest. I don't know if you needed to hear that. I felt like I needed to share that. Um, And I also need to remind myself of that. We're all worthy of taking up space and having our own lived experiences. And I really want to thank you for holding space for me to um, share my life on the podcast. And I do really look forward to continuing to do so. And I'm really glad we could do a little check-in and and recenter the focus on learning and integrating maybe some new parts of of our soul and emotions out into the world and then back into the center of who we are. And I love you guys very much and I look forward to growing on the podcast and growing more listeners. I'm just so grateful for you guys And I look forward to continuing to grow with each other. Don't forget that you can share episodes with friends and don't forget to leave a rating and review. And it was great checking in and I'll see you guys next time.